0: Alright, everyone. Welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Shout out to any new listeners who have come our way, have seen our updates on social media, on Facebook, and a shout out to SoundCloud, where we are hosted. We also have our YouTube channel. We're found wherever you find our podcasts. Uh, we're coming up here three years uh, of doing this show, and... This is incredible. I can't believe it, and I've been trying to stay consistent with it. I do have some great plans for the new year. I've been teasing this for like eighteen months, and you really don't have a reason to trust me or to believe me or whatsoever. So I'll just say I've been talking to some people, and we're actually going to get back to guests uh, come the new year. A lot of a lot of good things coming. A lot of a lot of new things that are going to be uh, happening and around the show and. Just life personally, so I'm very grateful uh, for everyone and, again, your listenership. Uh, This is Christmas week. This is uh, the week where we get to celebrate the advent of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, where we have been celebrating uh, him and this uh, ability for us to really go back to the basics, go back to the beginning and understand what this entire uh, Christian calendar is about, how we live our lives. And I've talked about it before. And when you talk about Christmas, you have to talk about Easter because both of those holidays fold into each other and they do so beautifully. And what I want to encourage us, because as we're going towards uh, this season, this is a fulfillment of prophecies given millennia before, promised at the beginning in Genesis that there was going to be a man raised up to be an enmity between satan and mankind and revelation tells us that before the foundation of the world was laid the lamb of god was slain for our sins it's a promise that god being the preeminent figure who created everything we refer to it in christianity and theological terms as aseity and the fact that God was not lonely. God did, did not in his own being consider himself to be a, a some sort of arrogant and sociopathic, narcissistic being and create us as humanity so he could be worshipped. He created us because he loved us, because without him we wouldn't have existed. We wouldn't have life. So he creates us. Now, he doesn't create us as automatons. He doesn't create us as robots. He gives us the ability to choose, to be able to serve him or reject him. It's right there in the garden. And we still get that choice to this day because he wants all of our love. And when we can give it to him freely therefore we can honor him with all of our lives. And it's a mutual relationship, mutually consenting relationship. And yet he knew, he creates knowing that we are going to reject him and disobey him. And the beautiful thing is that when parents partake in creation, the creation story by having their own offspring, if you were to tell parents like, hey, You're you're a child, when they become a teenager, they'll grow to despise you and ignore you like every teenager. Does that stop parents from having kids? No. And you, as a a parent, create with the hope and assurance that if you raise them right, they will be in a glorious harmony with you and the Heavenly Father. So that didn't stop God, and in fact, it, we were not an afterthought. Our salvation, especially us as Gentiles, who were not part of the the first covenant, which was only temporary, according to Jesus. You can read the book of Hebrews if you'd like to have a little more insight on, onto that fact into into that fact rather. What I love is that we were not a. This wasn't a backup plan. It was always part of the plan that there was going to be a way, and on a, a redemption back to him. And it came from his own sacrifice. How great of a story is that? And that is what we celebrate. Jesus is our way back to the Father. Him being the mediator and standing in as a sacrifice, the only one that would have been worthy. We have reconciliation with God. And it doesn't matter what we've done. We don't have to commit penance. We don't have to pay any sort of uh, tax or late fee. We can just simply come to God and surrender and say, that I'm going to repent and be baptized, and I'm going to go and make other disciples and do the same thing. That's what's commanded of us plain and simple and as I read this glorious story as I as I come to lead a church and go through the wonderful tale that is Advent I'm more and more grateful especially in the midst of suffering because again this this last year Calendar year has been full of pain, as it always is. And we've lost two teenagers that are connected to our church. I firmly believe I we will see them again in heaven at the resurrection, at the end of time. That does not make our pain here any less severe, less impactful, because we grieve and we mourn as well but we do not agree with people without hope. Heck, if you're an atheist, oh my gosh, I don't understand how, I mean, what do you do with your relationships? You could certainly call us Christians delusional, but that hope that we have is rooted well beyond delusion. Because we can be an apologist for how the world came into being in the first place. And when we celebrate Jesus' resurrection, his conquering of death so that we don't have to die twice. We can be raised from the dead with him. Therefore, when we talk about the wonderful and beauty of Advent in our Christian calendar, you have to talk about the Lenten season as well, because the entire purpose of this baby was to come and to die and we can look back and look at the end of the story but could you imagine being like mary and the disciples in that 3 day period like this this precious child you held in your arms or this brother or this friend you grew up with now is dead it's like that was his purpose like it feels kind of it feels kind of i mean one is gut wrenching but it, it's kind of like when you when you hear or you see a prequel done of a character that you love but that character is already like dead and so it just kind of makes that prequel story because you already know the ending not as interesting i think prequels are done well when you don't know the ending and you don't know the outcome of the story because you can take that time to develop more character uh you can add more um story and, and add more growth and that informs the way the character makes future decisions So you kind of give it like a piece by piece. I think it's great. But yet when we know now after the fact, we can look back and celebrate Christmas and and do so with celebration, knowing, yes, the purpose of this baby was to die, but that wasn't the end of the story because this baby, now man, fully man, fully God, resurrects, conquers the grave, gives us a way back to God. That's why Christmas is not, it has such a much fuller meaning. That's That's why we celebrate with hope, love, Peace and joy during Advent, ending with joy because this is good news. And it ended up being good news to the end. It wasn't a farce. And that's why we can celebrate. And I, I think this is a beautiful thing. So wherever you are this Christmas, if you listen to this, or if it's somebody you know that you know that maybe doesn't like podcasts but they, maybe they can take 10 minutes 10 15 minutes that's where these have been maybe hopefully more palatable once a week um stories this is like morning drive time stuff just a little bit of thoughts of theology insight and into practices pass it on to somebody you know I I, I love this show to to be spread because I think there's going to be conversations especially coming up and I think I think people really want to hear. And it's not because they're emanating from me. The one thing I'm at least good at is asking questions. I do so daily on Facebook. But also getting people in a room together and talking and having a fruitful conversation. That's what I'm really good at. So I say all that to say that I want to encourage you this Christmas season where whatever you're feeling, whatever emotion you're experiencing, I'm so incredibly sorry that that life maybe might might not be working out the way you had envisioned it. And if and if you can take a chance and, and give God a shot, he will not let you down. Trust me, the the name Jesus is thrown out there a lot and God is and it's certainly perverted. Never judge, these aren't my words, but never judge a belief system by its abuse. You judge it on its merit and its virtues. There is going to be hypocrisy in anything under the sun, of course. What are the virtues? What is the evidence of the opposite? That's how you can truly judge what a system is or not. You may have been hurt by the church. You may have been hurt by other Christians. That is not the full measure of the experience by any means, because those people will be held to account if if they remain unrepentant and unreconciled with you, they will be held to account on the Day of Judgment, let me tell you. And that I'm talking to myself just as well. Take a chance this Christmas. Go, go to your local church. Reach out. Email the show, wsnspodcast at gmail.com, by the way. If you would like some advice, if you want someone to pray for you, that's this podcast exists for that. I don't, I never really made that clear, and I apologize. But if you just need someone to be praying for you, I'm a pastor after all. Um, fallible like any other human being, very uh, fa- like uh, guilty of sin. I'm not above anyone, but I certainly can be praying, and I sincerely hope that even in the midst of all the things, whether it's joy or sorrow this season, that you do have a very merry Christmas, and then that the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ might shine down upon you in such a way that you might see Him differently. And if you're a sinner, repent and be baptized. If you are a Christian, maybe follow off the wagon a little bit. Repent. If you're just in the season of joy, just tell God about it. Be grateful to him. Seek him. He will find you because he is never far away. Ever. Merry Christmas, everyone. May God bless you. May God keep you.